Hey everybody, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world and how they can make a difference in yours. One of the best parts about living in the low country is the beautiful environment we get to call home. Parks are a big part of that. We're so thrilled today to have in the studio with us Trey Griffin and Kyle Theodore of Wooden Partners. If you look around, they are responsible for some of your favorite parks and green spaces, I bet, throughout the Lowcountry. They're here to talk to us about Lowcountry Celebration Park, one of their landmark projects, and what might be coming in Bluffton. Let's listen. Wood and Partners has been in business for 34 years. I think everybody knows inherently what they think landscape architects are all about. <laughs> But I think there might be some misconceptions too. Tell us a little bit about Wood Partners and uh, and what that's all about. Well, Wood and Partners was founded in 1988 by two gentlemen who were landscape architects, Ed Evans and Perry Wood. And Perry Wood was who the firm is named after. Um, and just as as an aside, Trey and, I, Trey and I joined the company 10 years later. So we've been with the company 25 years Long each. time. Yes. Um, but our company is just landscape architecture. We don't do um, architecture or civil engineering. And we, it makes us a little unique because most landscape architects or a lot of landscape architects work for architects or civil engineers. Um, our clients recognize us as being team leaders. And so what we do typically is assemble a team of experts that are specific to a particular project. So we'll pull in architects, civil engineers, mechanical, electrical, plumbing engineers, fountain designers, just a myriad of people and form teams that are specific to an individual project. Um, And then we serve as sort of the design lead from that point on. And landscape architects are professional professionals licensed in the state of South Carolina. So you can't call yourself a landscape architect and practice landscape architecture without being licensed. But in terms of what we do, uh, we're educated in the, in the field of landscape architecture. So you can, you know, you go to college, get a college degree in landscape architecture. And our practice focuses on designing environments um, that are a blending of art and science architecture and engineering. And so in a nutshell, we kind of are responsible for the area outside the building and all the way out to the parking lot where the civil engineer would typically pick up. I think what's interesting about what y'all do too, is it's something that, that in some ways the, the work that goes into it goes undetected. You just see a beautiful space. You arrive at, um, I think, probably one of your most notable projects that most of us are familiar with, which is Lowcountry Celebration Park. I mean, people arrive and they're just wowed by that environment. And so much goes into making it that way, doesn't it? It does. And one of the things that we have a tagline for is creating great places. And and I think Lowcountry is one of those examples of some of the work that's been done that we think the community, uh, as well as us as designers, loves. We think it's a great place. It is a beautiful place. You won an award for that, didn't you? Didn't you for that project? We were recently recognized by the South Carolina American Society of Landscape Architects. And we were fortunate enough to be recognized with their um, Certificate of Excellence. We're very excited and proud to share that with the community. I think parks are such an important part of what a community is all about. 
And obviously Hilton Head Island Bluffton, this area is very dedicated to that aspect of who we are as a, as a community. Tell us about some of the other projects you've done locally that, that come to mind as ones that really have kind of made a difference in this community or other communities you've worked in. Well, I think there's a couple examples that we've got on the books that uh, mm -hmm. people will see coming up in the next year or two. We've got some great park projects going on in Bluffton, the New Riverside Barn, uh, and then the Future Barn Playground. Kyle and I are uh, working on that, and then we've got a few in Beaufort as well mm -hmm. that will be, uh, I think, great projects for people in the area to go check out. One is Whitehall. Right, and it should open up within, we hope, in the next month to two months. Um, it's right on, um, right as you go across the Ladies Island Bridge leading downtown Beaufort and going towards Ladies Island. It's right on the river, um, the Beaufort River, and it's just a beautiful natural setting covered with large, old growth live oaks. Um, and it's passive use in nature, so there's um, a lot of open space and opportunity to just soak in Mother Nature. It sounds beautiful. Tell us a little bit about the new Riverside Barn project. What can what are some of the surprises or what are some of the things we can expect that to be? Because what a great, great blank slate, so to speak, that you guys get to work with on that. That's going to be a community centerpiece. Well, it's going to be a phased project. They've actually broken ground on it within the last 30 days or so for the phase one portion, which is really parking and infrastructure to get people onto the site. But it, it's kind of similar to Low Country. It's going to have a big uh, open space meadow that will sort of be the, the main heart of the park. And that'll allow them to have music festivals and some other, you know, um, kind of functions out there where you can get uh, festivals and things like that. Uh, future phases will include renovation of the barn as well as a destination playground, which will be really exciting for Bluffton and uh, all the folks who live out in the New Riverside area. And it's kind of strategically located, if you're familiar with 46, um, going up and down Highway 46, and it's almost um, like the statement that you see as you're coming into the town of Bluffton. So, um, it's, it's going to be, I think, a really um, important and contributing park um, to the town of Bluffton. Well, I think we forget, you know, we think of parks as being something you go to, but parks are really, they're gathering places for communities. And I know y'all's projects, the ones that I've seen and know of, just seem to have such a hallmark of that. They really are. And it sounds like the new Riverside Barn Project is going to be that same type of gathering space. Talk a little bit about the impact that parks have on a community, both its economic as well as just the community as a whole. Um, well, using Lowcountry Celebration Park as an example, the town purchased that property and leveraged um, investment in that park to help stimulate reinvestment in the area around the park. Um, we say a lot of times that um, parks and other public projects can be like a pebble in a pond. You throw the pebble in and then there's those rings that work their way out from where the pebble went in. And, and those um, rings represent the reinvestment in the areas around um, surrounding the park. And so um, the, the town had some pretty significant vision to think ahead, acquire that property, and then invest um, in, in the improvements um, that are there today. 
you saw some of the ripple effects, you know, with some of the hotel development that's occurred around Low Country, street improvements that have happened on either side of the park between um, Lagoon Road and Nassau Street, and what may be coming down the road with some of the, the properties behind it, uh, sort of a reinvestment or, a, you know, a, a new attitude towards development. I think yeah. you both have such unique jobs and such unique roles in what you do. Like, what do you love about what you do? <laughs> well, for me, it's kind of the creating great places that, the, the, you know, as a designer, what's what's actually the most satisfying is when you take a space that we work on and you see people using it. And if they're enjoying it and it's successful, it sort of translates into that, that great feeling for me personally. How about you, Kyle? I agree. It's very rewarding. It's sort of like motherhood and apple pie, you know, um, parks are there to really serve everybody, all ages, all backgrounds. Um, and so if we do our jobs right, um, as Trey said, we get to go there on the back end and watch people enjoying those spaces. And it's it's very rewarding. Trey, it must be super rewarding to drive by your work, to be able to actually visually see it day in and day out. Oh, no doubt. It's really great. And, and, and What's even better is as the years go on after it's first developed, you see how it sort of ages and how it grows, uh, which is really, really cool um, to kind of experience. Well, it's meant to mature. You think of that from day one, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And, you know, as we detail things and and, um, put together the directions for the contractor to follow, essentially, um, we take that into consideration. We need to build longevity into the way things are designed, but make sure that it's going to last for a long time and hold up to the, the use that it should get. Thanks, everyone, for listening. The podcast continues to grow and never miss an episode of our Five Questions podcast by subscribing to the Chamber Channel on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Take a moment to download, subscribe, and leave us a review. It helps us reach more people. 